Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. I'm John Williamson, host of the podcast and founder of K-12 Food Rescue, an organization founded in 2007 committed to empowering people to lead the Foods Not Trash movement in their school districts. Today, I'm joined by Delane Mack, K-12 Food Rescue leader in Texas and second grade teacher at Caprock Elementary. So Delane, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. So Delane, you contacted K-12 Food Rescue in like some, sometime October 2018, November 2018. Can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and kind of how you became interested in school food waste and how you stumbled upon K-12 Food Rescue? Sure. Okay, so um, Caprock is in Fort Worth, Texas. We're a Title I school. Um, we have just under 700 students. Hmm. And um, a couple of years ago, we were having a class party I think it was Christmas I believe had a bunch of parents in the room we were we were eating um, lunch in the classroom and a parent noticed that um, after the kids uh, had eaten that there was a lot being wasted you know they were more interested in the holiday activities than the food <laughs> and we filled up you know trash bag after trash bag and she said something kind of offhand the parent did about you know wow I wish we could do something with that and I had mentioned that, yes, it had bothered me as well, but we weren't allowed to share food at that point. And she said, you know what, I'm going to go home and do a little research. And she found out that um, the bill had passed very recently that we were allowed to um, take some steps to uh, remedy all the food waste. And so we both kind of started Googling and that's how we found you. And it all got started from there. Very cool. So. So tell me an idea of since uh, Caprock started uh, their K-12 food rescue program, uh, what have you been able to accomplish uh, with the work that you started with School Food Waste Solutions? Um, we have, we average about 50 items a day mm -hmm. that uh, go on a share table. Most of it is um, used within the school. So we have um, some clubs after school. We have tutoring after school. So most of it is either um, used during the, their time in the cafeteria um, after it's put on the share table or it's donated to clubs uh, at the school. Occasionally we'll have an abundance of food and we have a um, community storehouse that we donate it to. Hmm. Um, but like I said, the majority of it stays at our school with our own students. Sorry, I think you, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the recorded number of items that we've donated is under 4,000, but sometimes we get a little lax about the actual um, recording part of it all. We, we tally every day. Um, so that's why I can safely say we, we save, you know, between 50 and 70 items probably a day. Yeah, the average is so much easier to work with because sometimes it's hard to, to remember to do it every day or to have a system set up every single day. Yes. So I totally understand that. Um, can you kind of look back? Well, I guess I would ask this. Um, are you saving temperature controlled for safety and potentially hazardous food like dairy products or is it just uh, unopened and unpeeled uh, items? No, we, we save all of the above. Um, we have not hit on a great um, inexpensive solution yet. So we played around with different um, carts and tubs and um, different containers and coolers and and stuff like that. And we haven't hit on anything great yet. I would love to hopefully next year, maybe write a grant because I've seen some, you know, handy dandy, but expensive um, little things, carts that would work perfectly. 
um, but we don't have that yet. But yes, we that's the student job to keep the ice uh, freshened up. Awesome. There's there's so many pictures uh, on our website of the different bins that people use. Yes. Uh, there's there's a. Uh, there's even some people that have like built-in tables now. It's like it's like it's, it's like the bin is actually part of the tables. They're kind of cool. But uh, anyway, um, what are your earliest memories that you have trying to do something about the problem? Was it always smooth sailing when you started, or were there hurdles that you had to overcome? It was a lot of educating um, both the parents and the students and the teachers. It took a while to get the word out and. Some of the teachers would hear from parents, you know, what is this my child is saying about they're grabbing food off of a table and, you know, what's that all about? And so it was a lot of um, our school has a Facebook page. And of course, um, parents or um, each classroom has newsletters and different ways to communicate with parents. And so a lot of it was, like I said, just getting them um, on board with the idea of what we were doing and uh, assuring them that it was all safe and legal and, um, as it caught on with the school and the teachers were seeing, um, you know, what good that we were doing, it, um, it caught on really fast and it, it was easy to do, but it really, it did take the whole school. It took a lot of parent volunteers at the beginning. It was not something that we could just say, you know, here's our share table, have fun. You know, it, it <laughs> yeah. really required, especially with kindergartners, um, it required, uh, parents helping to man the table and, um, you know, a lot of follow-up with teachers and stuff like that. And, and still even two years in, you know, it's their kids. And so it, we're, we're adjusting, we're still trying to figure out the best way to do this, but like the parent uh, that kind of got it all started, she is just instrumental in the whole thing. And she just reminds me, you know, anything that's saved from the trash is beneficial. So we're, we're doing all right. Absolutely. And I always, I always tell people it, it always helps to have a champion in the building, whether it be a champion parent or a champion teacher or a champion cafeteria manager. Um, without that, it kind of it makes it very difficult to, to actually get things going. Yes. Um, can you give me an idea of how many schools there are in your district? We are a big district. I wish I knew the exact number for you. I think we have 18 elementary schools. Um, five high schools, 20 something middle schools. Um, I'm just guessing. Well, yeah. Of course you're Texas. Yes. Right? Everything's <laughs> big. Everything's big. That's what we do. Oh, so, uh, I'm curious, um, is the food service director aware of what's happening at Caprock, um, as far as like the district and has it drawn any attention, um, from other schools in the district? Um, I have talked to the superintendent about that, and that is definitely a goal. Um, are you familiar with Sodexo? Yeah, Sodexo is a big supporter of food recovery across collegiate campuses as well as across the United States as well with uh, uh, secondary schools and K-12 schools. Okay, so they, they're on board, and um, he wanted a full um, write-up about what steps we took to get it started and how we did it and um, how we communicated with parents and students. And um, he was putting something in order uh, to share with all the other schools as well as the superintendent. I just don't know how far that got. Everybody likes the idea. It's, it just takes, like you said, you use the word champion. It takes somebody to take it on. Yeah. 
so you made i think i think i even emailed you this i i, I stumbled upon the video that y'all made um that kind of had our our food rescue um, story graphic log tool on the end of it which was really neat to see can you tell me how that video came about yeah we find that as the school year goes on the uh the momentum kind of dies and um, the kids maybe don't treat the share table uh, with respect like they should. And it, it just needed a boost. And so periodically the kids will make posters. We have a, uh, a group of um, leaders at our school that um, are responsible for the share table and they'll make posters to kind of promote it or remind people about the rules um, and so I had this idea to make the video and I kind of had a script and ideas in my head. And then we just threw all that out the window because their ideas were so much better and more creative <laughs> and kid friendly. And, you know, I just think it's the cutest. And I just periodically will watch it throughout the school year. And we showed it on the announcements and, you know, the kids loved being little celebrities at the school, but, you know, it made a difference because I think they saw those were students from my class. And I think the rest of the school saw how excited we were. And it, it did give, um, the food rescue group a little boost, um, to help kind of get us through the end of the year last year. It's just a curiosity. Have you ever noticed the camera feature that's on that story graphic log tool where you can take a picture of the share table or the kids or whatever, and it'll actually embed their picture into the, the data of the, of the meals that have been recovered as well as the impact on the environment. I wonder whether you've ever noticed that or not. I have not, but I would love to use that because we use the data um, during morning announcements um, and we'll post it on the screen in the cafeteria occasionally. Um, and to kind of give just daily updates how much we've saved and that would be great to have their photos on there have you ever seen how to um how to find the total for your school the the ongoing tally rather than just the individual tally on the live impact dashboard i think i'm looking at it now yeah yeah that live impact dashboard um on at k12 or excuse me at foodrescue.net allows you to find your school and you can actually control the um the time frame period. And as soon as you control the time frame period, it will adjust the total of number of items donated within a given month or within the whole entire two year period that you've been involved. So, and it'll give you a new graphic. Um, but that's not where you get the uh, picture. The picture is actually when you make the entry, um, there's a camera feature. And if you touch the camera feature, it'll allow you to upload any picture that you have in your phone or your computer or you can actually take a picture from your phone and it'll put, you know, embed that directly into the graphic. I like that. I'll have to use that. Yeah. So what, so give me an idea of maybe perhaps some advice that you would give some people in, well, before, you know, before I even get to that question, tell me what you know about generally what's going on in Texas, as far as the spread of this movement across the state of Texas. Is it, you think it's brand new or do you think that it's uh, taken off very quickly? Unfortunately, I, I don't think it's taking off very quickly. I think it's, mm -hmm. um, I, I need to do more um, promoting our school and what we're doing, um, the good that we're doing. I know we get a little bit of publicity when we do donate um, outside of our school. Um, you know, I've seen some uh, tweets about it and, and things like that, but I, I think it's slow to catch on, uh, especially for a big city like we're in um Fort Worth, but uh, I know Houston, I think, has done a lot. And when we first got this started, I initially did a lot, like I said, of Googling and um, saw other big school districts were doing it. But 
at least around here where I am, I'm not aware of a lot of food rescuing going on. Got it. There, yeah, there's a huge video on our national school, excuse me, our national leader, student leader page, um, where a young man um, gave a presentation to the school board of the Houston Independent School District. And the reaction of the school board members was pretty funny because they were all like, we've been trying to do this for years and nobody would listen to us. And here you are, eight years old or 10 <laughs> years old, or however, you were able to convince everybody to do this. So. I always tell people, people listen to kids more than they listen to adults. Amen. Yes, that is very <laughs> true. Very true. So what advice, so I'll go back to the last question there. What about the advice you might give people that are interested in starting? Um, what's the first thing they should do? You know, just that kind of thing. Um, I think arm yourself with a lot of data and statistics. Um, get the cafeteria workers on board. We kind of uh, gave it a spin uh, to the even that you know this is going you and this you're going to see these results you know it cut down on the amount of trash and everything in the cafeteria um so we had to kind of appeal to our administrators and um get the whole school on board so i would love to um talk with other people and uh, help them get one started uh, my school email is kathy k-a-t-h-i dot mac m-a-c-k at Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R-I-S-D dot net. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Delane, for joining us today. And just thank you so much for what you've done as well. I know it's an inspiration to people in Texas, but also people around the country. And I just appreciate you leading the Foods Not Trash movement at Keller. Well, I appreciate all the resources. We visit your website frequently and have used many of the things that you've offered. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Delaney. Have a great day. Bye-bye.